Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, hour number three. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning. is Jason. It is 6.04 here in the Bayou City. Let's run down to Corpus Christi now, and let's check in with Captain Cliff Webb this morning. Good morning, Cliff. How are you, buddy? Uh-oh, we lost him. All right, we'll get him back. Anyway, well... While that's going on, I'll check the winds real quick. I don't uh, see much in any diminishing winds around here. Let's see what we have here. Yeah, it's still, it's uh, kind of south-southwest at 15 at the uh, North Jetty. San Luis Pass, about the same. Eagle Point, pretty much the same. It's about 11 to 14 there. A little calmer up north. All right. All right, Cliff, good morning. What's up? Good morning. Morning, Mickey. Oh, How are you, buddy? Good. How are you, man? Oh, just uh, enjoying the heat. <laughs> yeah. Got I'm to. learning it's... how to sweat. I'm practicing my sweating. <laughs> Summertime in Texas. Get all the impurities Yes, sir. Out. It's all sweat good. Sweat them out. I been... Yeah, it's, it's good. I uh, I hadn't been, you know, hadn't been fishing much. It's so hot. Don't have anybody who wants to go. Uh, I'm talking yeah, to a few of my friends up, that man. are catching them. Yeah, it's um, catching, you know, I'm seeing some of my friends catching berries been out and we're catching a few fish here and there, you know, but uh, all my people are got, you know, kids going back to school, grandkids and stuff. So it's it's really slack down here, and the crowds are crowds are thinning out, which is one good thing. Um, our tides are just incredible. Uh, I guess you got that picture I sent you that boat, man. Yeah, where was that? At Nine Mile Hole or somewhere? No, it was going into the. It was going. Uh, let's see, right in the land cut, right at the mouth of land cut. Oh, okay. And, uh, Man, I tell you what, that boat. Uh, once you get that far, <laughs> once you far, get that far up on the land, you got to have it's a salvage. It's no longer a a, a, a tow. You know, there's dry land with fifty I mean, fifty yards. Of did he dry actually land. have water there when he ran into ground, and the tide just went out with his winds, or what's yeah, the deal with had, that? I mean, yeah, he had to. Did you see that trench that that prop yeah, made? Yeah, that prop that trench thing? and lower unit trench is still it. It had about two I mean, inches of water in it. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how how he got up there. But uh, 
you know, I've had that happen one other time with uh, one of my friends on a duck hunting trip where it, he got like that, and Seto uh, charged him a salvage. Once you're so many feet of dry land around your boat, it right. becomes a salvage, and you have to turn into the insurance. It was several thousand dollars to get off. But, man, you got to be careful down here, Mickey. There's so much stuff sticking up you just don't see. Uh, just when you turn those corners, like you're, you're coming across a point or something, uh-huh. you're used to cutting across it. That's when these people are getting in trouble because those rocks that are normally – you know, four or five foot underwater or only, you know, 18 inches or so, and you're catching it. So just, man, run those channels right now, guys. Just run the channels, take a little longer, just come in from the – if you're going to fish that North Shore and stuff, you know, instead of running those <laughs> mine tankage and all that stuff, it's tough right now. Let's <laughs> get the right boat. Just come on around with beer. It won't take you more than five extra minutes and just save save you some mechanic bill, you know. Yeah, so, save your boat, period, man. You know. Yes, sir. But see, Mickey Norm, this time of year, I'm just fishing the beach, and I've just been surfing. The surf's been big, and got a new surfboard, so I've just been a beach bum. But the surf is muddy. I mean, I can see mullet in the surf, but it's just like chocolate milk. Yeah, I'm it's got to be stirred up big time, brother. Yeah, not, not seeing a whole of, lot. Well, what kind of surfboard did you get, and what what are surfboards like now? What you don't even want to you don't even know what they cost now. It's like that truck I bought. You know, I hadn't bought a truck in twenty years. <laughs> I bought several new boats. I can't believe you broke down and bought a new truck. I can't believe I broke down either, man. (laughs) Well, I was going to go use, you know, I was going to go use, use, use. And my buddy Fred goes, look, dude, you don't put but 10,000 miles on a truck a year. He said, you know, get you a new one to be under warranty for you for years. So I went ahead and saved, went off a little harder and saved up and got a new one. And, man, all the electronics and stuff, uh, there's nothing worse than a new truck and an old man. It's just like, what? You got to care green. Uh, you get, get used to it. it you know? yeah, Doesn't like right. it, man. Like, backup cameras never, and GPS. I've never had a backup camera. That's so nice. Yeah. Backup. I've never had any of that kind of stuff. I like mine yeah. for when I'm uh, still half asleep. My backup to hook my boat up in the mornings and then uh, drop that hitch right down on top of that trailer ball. That's good stuff. Yeah, that's just too nice. I can't wait to do that. I'm having to get in and out, and you know, I haven't had a radio or a speedometer in years, so it's all it's all great. But <laughs> You know, it's always oh, funny. Oh, man, that's a cardinal sin. You man can't live without a radio, <laughs> especially AM. I've been 20 years since I had a radio or a feeder or anything oh, in that truck. It just, it just gets you back and forth is all it is, you know. But, uh, right. man, I kept my old truck for a beach truck. I didn't want to take the new one, so I kept it for kept Wise. It for that's truck. very wise. <clears throat> but, man, I'm just excited. We've been – I've been up at the ranch filling up feeders and – well, Fred, Fred and those guys are just doing so much work up there. I've been going up watching those guys. But, That's man, we got a lot Blaine's of birds. doing right now. Blaine's, he's on his third trip to South Texas this week, this morning. He's mm-hmm. taking more corn and feed down and grain. Corn Julio's after it, is he? <laughs> he is. Yeah, corn Julio is getting it, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> man, it's, it's dry as it can be. And still the amount of birds we have is incredible. The partial wildlife thing, we're 40% up on the uh, – Morning dub and twenty percent up on white wing, which is gosh, yeah. I didn't even have to have a report from them. Blaine's my report. He said, "Man, you you're just not gonna believe the doves this year. You thought we had them last year." He said, "They're yeah. all nesting down there. They're still on nest." Isn't that something, man? They are getting it on. Man, I saw something uh, the other day. It was really amazing. So I'm up at the ranch and you know, working around the trailer doing stuff, and a blue indigo. This snake had to be ten foot. He may have been twelve. Wow. He comes across the yard, and I, you just don't see snakes that big. But they're, they eat those rattlesnakes. And uh, we have not seen a snake in our camp in three or four years because that snake lives around the deer camp. Right. And he's taking care of He's eating every rattlesnake in our camp. But uh, 
you don't. I, I didn't ever realize they got that big, Mickey. I mean, that's that's a big snake. I saw a big one, my buddy Vaughn. I was up at his place in Hondo years ago, and we were coming back to the house. And right when you come on the road to get back to the house, there's a little fork and a little mott in the middle of it. And we watched this indigo start hauling butt when he saw the jeep coming and headed for his little den in there, his hole. And that snake went in that hole for five minutes. I said, my goodness <laughs> gracious, what a snake. But, yeah. you know, king snakes, you know, whether you're in South Texas or at home here, they're good to have around. They eat poisonous oh, snakes. Great. Yeah, we got a, we got a rat king snake. snake yeah. man. We got a king snake, a couple of rat snakes, you know, live around the house here. And all the neighbors don't mess with them. We don't have any rodents or nothing. Because right. Of we got what's so funny because I live in this this area I live in is we have a lot of, it's a bird century. We have a lot of coyotes and stuff. I back up and if you let your cat out at night, your chances of coming back are not good. The coyotes are that bad. The neighborhood. Well, we got this one feral cat. We have this one feral cat that lives in the neighborhood, and I don't know how it survives. But this cat's been here for three or four years, and That's uh, tough, son, it doesn't man. it bo- it it doesn't run from the coyotes. It bows up and it run up a light pole or something. But it does it just roams around the street in the middle of the night and it survives three years. So. I guess it matters how tough you are, but uh, it's, it's amazing how they can survive you know, and all this. People don't realize how many coyotes are roaming around neighborhoods and stuff in the yeah, cities not, at nighttime. I see a lot of that because I'm all, I'm out in the middle of the night when you shouldn't be, but yeah, you know, man's got to work. <laughs> uh, I was talking to Bobby Gunther a while back, and Bobby's got a like a red wolf cross between coyote over there in Gallison that they see. Uh, it's like a oh yeah it's uh i saw one a few years back and my neighbor was photographing it and seeing it too and it was a real galveston bay red wolf there was no yeah it's uh different you could tell it was just huge head on Mm -hmm. it like eddie monster (laughs) that's something anybody (laughs) i don't mind man but uh yeah and it's just amazing i talked to all my guys have ranches and you know the fawns have done good uh the survival rates excellent even for the yeah. heat, but we're, we're, at, uh, we're setting all kind of records here. It's so many days over 100 degrees and heat index of 121 degrees. Water temperatures 92 degrees in some of the areas in the bay. That's hot. Yeah, that's warm, yeah. bud. But we're all surviving and all going to get through it. And fall's going to come, and and we'll be we'll be catching them up. It's just you can't you can't catch if you don't go. I hadn't been going, Mickey. I just been sitting around just do getting ready. Just I've done everything on that boat I could possibly do on it. it's all ready you know just waiting on somebody to call but you know in, in this time of year it's just like that for everybody everybody's going back to school and it's hot and the trout fishermen just don't do it they're tarpon fishing or normal we're beach fishing right now so it's just it's, it's normal for us this time of year not to have a lot of trips well true no doubt yeah let me knock this break out cliff i'll be right back all right, you, buddy Hang all on. Right, well you know folks this week at the belleville meat market they're double featuring their pepper bacon pecan smoked sausage and their texas blend pecan smoked sausage it's an all-natural smoked sausage it's inspired by their original garlic recipe you can actually try it before you buy it free samples are always available there in their meat market and on special they have seasoned chicken leg quarters for just a dollar 29 a pound and they're now serving homemade hot dogs and pulled pork in their barbecue section hot dogs are available in original and cheddar and custom processing they do that all year long on pigs and calves and uh, you can order a half calf or a hind quarter. You can have it processed any way you like. And wild game processing, they're making Vinny dogs and hog dogs. Homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. Bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. 
Celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community, that's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 618 here in the Bayou City. All right, Cliff, we're back, my friend. All right, buddy. Man, just uh, hoping to hear some boats take off. Usually about this time, I'm, I'm right on Laguna Madre. I hear a bunch of boats taking off, but I don't think there's – there might be a tournament this uh, day. I know there was one yesterday. My buddy Barry won one down in Mansfield yesterday. Did good. Him and Dusty and Travis won a – I can't think of the name, but they have it down there. I have to look, but uh, – there's just still a lot of tournaments going on on Fridays and Saturdays now. Uh, I think that's all going to come to an end here pretty quick. Well, it, uh, people just don't realize how much pressure we put on our fish, especially with all these tournaments. I mean, it's just uh, mm-hmm. boats running everywhere. And it, and it affects y'all's fishing probably more than most of us, you know, on this upper coast because we've got so much deep water access and the fish right. get under all that. But Man, when them boats are running all over your flats and everything down there, <laughs> boy, that's uh, – yeah. I know if I was a big old trout, I'd be laying off in a deep hole somewhere and yeah. just wait till the weekend's over and then slide in shallow somewhere to feed on Monday. <laughs> that's why I'm thinking, you know, it's kind of like kind of like those big deer on your ranch. They become nocturnal. I'm thinking, you know, maybe my big trout are getting ready to become nocturnal. I maybe have to start wearing a headlamp, start fishing at night. Because yeah. There's still, you know, it's a lot less pressure, but – you know, I'm getting calls from my friends that are, hey, I just got a new 500 horse on my boat, my 21 foot. I just put a 500 horse on it. I can go to Mansfield from Corpus, and I don't know how long it was, like an hour and one minute or something. Like what? You know, like crazy <laughs> cruises at 80, but it's in, it's nuts what's going on with the boat world and the speed and the range and all that. Now it's uh, it's nuts. It's changed the game, you know? hasn't it? Yes, sir. It has. It's changed the games. You know, you know. But uh, you're right about the flats, and it's funny how these fish have adapted to that. You know, it's uh, 
like all these guys around these tire boats or were telling me, you know, back 10 years ago when tire boats were coming out, you run down the shoreline and you get right up on the fish. They wouldn't move till the boat got close to them. Now they're moving out a hundred yards in front of them. They're starting to move when they feel the vibrations. They're already pulling right. off the shore. So you're having to look a lot farther up in front of the boat and the day just cloudy and, and a little bit dingy water. You're not able to see the fish like you were in the old days, but isn't that funny how, you know, now the, the tournament guys, you got to have a burn boat to locate the fish shallow. You can have a fast boat to get there. So these process, these tournaments is, is amazing. The guys that really do good, Mickey, are the guys that have a fast boat and a burn boat. Yeah, you know, they, they, gotta, they ride the guys, around and locate their right. fish. They don't even fish for them. They just punch them in on nope. the GPS where they're staying. That's exactly right. That's and then exactly they go right. back in their other boat with the same numbers and then and approach them uh, calmly and slowly and get out and catch them. Yeah, and that's that's why, you know, my patterns have changed so much, Mickey, because before I would have undisturbed shorelines where when I pull up in the morning, I could just look at the bait and locate mm-hmm. my fish. I could pull up there and look at that bait and go, okay, this, this bait's pinned up. This is where they are. Well, now when I get there, there's probably been two or three boats in front of me that's left at 4 o'clock in the morning that's burned that, sh- that, that, that shoreline looking for wakes at dark with spotlights on and stuff like that. Where right. My fish are not really – they're already disturbed a little bit. So I'm changing my game plan where – I'm going to little rock estuaries and little rock points and stuff where people really can't get in there and trying to hit those points early in the morning and, and fishing smaller areas instead of walking down large areas of banks that's been burnt. I'm going to little sweet spots, little toes. Well, that's, that's kind of our, been our pattern all year up here is just little nook. We call it nook and cranny fishing. Exactly. You know, pulling out, you know, four or five fishing fish there. Okay, nobody man. runs or fishes. Right. And then that's, that's one thing as a guide is, uh, that first stop you stop in the morning is so important, and if you're not on the water every day, you lose those little lose those little mm-hmm. spots because the fish are moving on you. So, I'm like what I'm doing now. I'm fishing three or four days in a row, then knocking off. You know, I'm trying to group my my trips in a in a row where I'm staying on the fish better. And uh, man, right. my winter's already my winter's almost already booked up. It's nuts how many people are coming down here in the winter, Mickey. Uh, we're gonna have a smoking hot winter, and uh, I think these guys are knowing it because man, I'm getting so many calls for the January, and February, and March now. It's nuts. But, as good as it was last year, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like this year. The, yeah. this, the winter, our winter and spring was off the chart. It really was. You know, it was about as good as it gets. And I'm thinking that our top end is going to go from that 27, you know, 27, 28 to 28, 30 this year because right. all these fish are putting back. Um, yeah, they're, of course, they're I'm, putting them back and letting them grow up. And it's, uh, right. you know, your guide industry, industry down there is a lot more uh savvy to that and cooperative yeah. and and making a you know an effort yeah and, it, it it is amazing you know it's uh and there's always a group of people that do their own deal and that's that's up to them but you know the majority of our guides are on the page where hey man huh let's leave this a big trout estuary kind of like they do lake fork on the bass you know let's uh on bass because you know it wouldn't be nothing to have a couple of, of areas in texas that hey man these are trophy trout areas and you can't keep a trip fish over there over 20 inches or one a year with a tag. And that would leave us an area to go to, to catch those big trout. And I hope they, hope they finally see that. And I don't think license sales will be affected. If you got a place where everybody's fired up about going catching big trout, I don't think the license is going to be affected that much over one base system. Mickey, I just don't, you know, but uh, wow. anyway, that's the parts of what I feel. I'm just going to go out and try to catch it when I can. I have enough trouble doing that. <laughs> We're really excited about, you know, school starting, and, and I love the fall. There's something about this next few months. If you get that smell of the fall, and you can you can fish in the morning and get your shotgun and go shoot some birds in the afternoon. No worry about Texas, buddy. That's just awesome. 
So true. And, you know, people come, and they still do, but not like they did back in the day when we had a ton of, you know, Texas was just known for a big trout fishery everywhere. People come oh, yeah, from Florida and all over the country That's just right. to come That's here. Right. To, Louisiana, all the Louisiana yeah. people we had. Oh, my yeah, God, just man. Come, come to, you know, catch that elusive big fish, you know? Yeah. yeah. I couldn't get anybody to come here in the winter, Mickey. I was catching these big trout for years in the winter. Couldn't get nobody to come there. That's Everybody the way it was for me and James trout. back in the you know in the '80s. We're begging people to come, come try it. You know, uh, and we're the only in the yeah. winter. I mean, hey, they 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 just uh, now they know, but uh, yeah, you know, there was three was of us really down here, primo, only three. Didn't. Yeah, they just didn't didn't know what we had. You no, know, Doug didn't wade, so Doug fished out of the boat and just smoked him out of the boat with suspension baits and stuff in the winter. And Bill Sheikah was always in Mexico. He never fished the winter. He went with the, our our sports rider buddy golf. They go to Mexico, had no idea we we're catching those big trout. It was so great. <laughs> they go, they were out there deer hunting, and the only one that knew it was like Doug Pike. And Doug Pike knew more about our fishery than our local sports rider. He had no idea what we're doing here. He was too busy in Mexico trying to shoot deer with Billy. So it was great, you know. I'm just loving that. And then, you know, of course, Wallace came down, and I met Wallace one time at the boat ramp, and uh, he says, man, I've never fished that North Shore of Bath. And he says, you got to teach me that North Shore. I want to fish the summer. And so I started taking him down there, and God, what a great fisherman he was. And all those guys he fished with, Mickey, with those corkies, he oh, dumped yeah. a duffel bag full of corkies on my kitchen table. I'll never forget that. It had to be 200 corkies, colors I've never seen. Well, she goes, just give what you want. I'm like, oh, my God, it's like a kid in a candy store. Okay, you know? I'll take all of them. <laughs> you know, I just took a handful of them, you know. And, and uh, Wallace went with me in his pickup and picked up that stringer I've got on my wall because it wouldn't fit in my Suburban. So I went over to the taxidermist, and Wallace helped me put that stringer on the wall. But, God, I miss those guys, you know. It's just you miss them. When, once they're gone, those guys, I think you really realize what you had, Mickey. Those were I had some of the Gone best, but the not best. forgotten. No, There's sir, they're not. There's a of them from up here that, uh, well, and a lot of them fish down there, too. They were just. Uh, I know. There's a whole bunch of really good guys, man. And most of them are gone, but a few are still around, and, boy, we sure talk about it. I love yeah, my conversations with Bob Hardy and people like that that have been around the block, and they know what's going on, man. Yeah, he's still getting it, too. Bob's still fishing he's fishing like yeah. crazy. Maurice and those guys are still just getting it over there, too. That's amazing. But hey, Mickey, I want to set up a trip with Blaine down there uh, dove hunting. So would you, when I hang out, would you send me that number of information sure. if you don't mind? You I'm going to go man. ahead and hope you can come down and join us because I'm I'm not going to wait another year. I want to get down there and uh, hang out with him and and shoot some birds with him down there. Sure, we can. So we maybe can. you can make that trip. We can make that happen, Captain. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. That'd be awesome, man. And uh, it's that uh, you know those trips like that. It's all about the campfires and, and it is. The fun that's what that's my. I'll tell you that time Charlie P and Jay Watkins and a lot of us came down. They came down for my birthday one winter and buddy, man, that would have been fun. I'd loved. I should have recorded every bit of that conversation <laughs> around that fire that night. Yeah, we've had some of those too, man. We're, and I remember that great. weekend, boy. My James was there, and I mean all of us, and and I had a flare up with my knee, and it swelled up, and boy, I was limping around. It was miserable, but I never. <laughs> I never, never missed a step. Kept rolling. Got to yeah, run with those good. guys. That's good. Well, you know, you can't get that knee replaced, Mickey. <laughs> my I dad had both his done at 80. Uh, I know. I don't want to cut my leg off yet. <laughs> it's going to get a lot worse. <laughs> I know it, buddy, but they, they can fix it, man. They can fix it. But, I'm uh, doing just fine. I've learned how to work around it. 
Yeah, that's that's kind of what you do. And it's kind of like my shoulders. You I just got to watch what you do. Yeah, you know, that's it, man. Just, Learn to cast uh, a little different. Do something a little different. That's it. It's uh, and uh, and it's my left one that's worse, and that's always the one I use to get up on the ladder when I'm wade fishing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, extending it out and putting a little weight on it and squirming yeah. in. I just uh, yeah, got to watch it. I know. I never hear you notice you get the boat a little shallower. Yeah, I used to be in chest deep water. I'd anchor up in chest deep water and hop up on that ladder and get in. Now it's got to be below waist deep. Yeah, I I, kind of spread the boy. The young was out deep, and I'll put on up shallow slow water and let those guys get out up on the bank. You know, it's all good. Yeah, and those days of standing on the dock and jumping down in the boat, I've changed that uh, up a little bit too. I. uh, Yes, sir. I understand. It's all right, Mickey. We're still out there swinging at it, though. That's good. True. Yeah. yeah. At least we're still moving, still breathing. Yeah, buddy. But it's gonna, Waking you know, fishing's gonna get morning. a whole lot better. It's, uh, I can't wait to get something in the Gulf to push this water back up to get some sweet water in our system. We need something to push this water to move our water around. We're just stagnant here. Yeah. While I'm talking to you and I'm thinking about it, uh, have you heard of any uh, cases of Vibrio or anything down your way this Not year? Sure. None up here either. It's been really quiet, which is good. I'm glad to hear. But normally this time of year where everybody's cringing about it, you know. A lot of things have changed. Like all the snook are not here. You're like Bobby and my guys at snook fish are not catching any snook. And they just smoked them last year, every year. But the snook are not on the rocks. We don't know what's going on there. Maybe the upwelling. Remember that picture of your buddy you sent me of that big old snook he caught off a rock. My goodness, what a fish! Yeah, he's he's fishing every single day. Nothing. He throws that fly every day, (laughs) thirty, forty days. No, he would still be out there this morning throwing that fly. But you know, it's all about time in the woods, buddy. That's that's what makes a good hunter a good fisherman. Time in the woods. Yeah, he's got the time. You know. You're exactly right. Well, got to go see Catch a Wave today. Got to go pal around a little bit before it gets too crowded. Yeah, you hot. never did tell me what what, uh, what what's the average size of a surfboard now. You know, we went from Well, you know, it depends on how old you are, Mickey. When you're old, it gets a lot bigger, a lot thicker. Oh, well, yeah. But... <laughs> I was usually surfing 5'4", five, 5'6". Five, now we're on up over 7 foot, you know. Yeah. And, you know, surfboards are, are $1,000 now. You know, it's ridiculous what they cost. 1000 bucks yeah. for a surfboard now? Yes, sir. Wow. For a really good high tech surfboard, you know. Yeah. I, I try to take the old ones and trade them in, and this is the first new one I've had in a while, and I'm sure that's the first one I'll run over on the beach or drop it on the rock or something, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep that leash on, man. Yeah, no kidding. This old man. I got I, I got something really break. cool this year. I got something cool. This guy gave me a vest he put on. has a little yeah. tube on it. It's got a pocket of air. You can blow up that tube and float. So if I get way out there and get sucked out to sea, I can blow it and float around. Until the sharks eat me, so that's good. You know, so, <laughs> well, there you I can go. Be a, I can be a topwater for a little while. So they can find I don't me. know. I don't know whether I'd rather be eaten alive or eaten dead. <laughs> dead or alive? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're dead or alive, buddy. It's all good. Yeah. Well, I'm still going. Though. Yeah, I remember back in the day, everybody used to make fun of. You know, I I uh, surfed with a seven-two gun that mm-hmm. uh, Corky Carroll made, and I used back in the day and. It, man, it was really good coming down your way where, you know, we're away from the gap. Oh, yeah, Galveston real way, well. yeah. Yeah, the old Galveston Ripple Riders Association. Oh, <laughs> man. Hey, that Corky Carroll lives in Mexico now. He's got a house in Mexico on Soyedita. Soyedita. He's got a big house yep. in Mexico. He's still, that guy's still surfing. Corky Carroll Isn't Space Sticks. Isn't that uh, something, man? Golly. Man, we're getting old. 
Yeah, yeah you say that surfboard, you can you can sell it and buy you a new truck, but those things are work now. It's ridiculous for oh, the whole surfboard to work. You know, and I gave that away. I gave it to a kid oh, years ago. God. Oh, Probably hanging oh, well. up in the garage rafters. You know it. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, hey, Cliff, somebody wants to call you about coming down and fishing with you. How do they do? Yeah, get me out of the house. Come on, get me out of the house. All right, man, I'm a Derek Call 361. Nine four nine zero seven zero seven. Hey, thanks for having me on, Mickey. Come get you some, and don't be scared, man. Just come yeah, do send it. me Blaine's number too, Bubba. All right, I will. All right, Cliff. All right. See you, brother. Thanks, All right, Bye. take care. All right, that's Captain Cliff Webb down in Corpus Christi, and uh, man, this show's going by fast today. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Onyx PFDs. You know, approximately seventy percent of all fatal boating ac- accident victims drown. And out of that uh, 70%, 87% of them were not wearing a personal flotation device. And a PFD, it's like wearing a seatbelt. It's the biggest safety feature, and it's proven to save your life. Onyx AM24, that's the one I wear, and it's very comfortable. And it's convertible from automatic to manual or manual-only inflation. It has a low-profile design. It keeps you comfortable, especially in this hot weather. And it has a soft neoprene neckline. It won't rub you raw. When you move from spot to spot in rough water, it has a durable ripstop fabric that resists tears and punctures. Inflatable PFDs are not recommended for children and non-swimmers, but Onyx has a complete lineup of flotation devices to fit every situation. For more information, visit onyxoutdoor.com or you can check them out at Academy Sports and Outdoors. I wear Onyx PFDs. You should too. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Final segment already. Goodness. All right, let's head up to Lake Livingston, to Penwall Campground and Marina, and let's check in with our good friend, Harry Detan. Harry, good morning. How are you? Hey, Mickey, I What's feel up? like a crawfish. I said, I feel like a crawfish. I'm about half-boiled up here. <laughs> yes. I bet it's been hot in them old piney woods, man. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
it's 80 degrees up here right now, Mickey, and we got about a seven mile, seven eight mile hour wind uh, 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 out of the south. So uh, anyway, it's uh, it's a pretty morning out on the lake. I mean, uh, now that south wind that'll catch you as you go past uh, Indian Hills Point, but over on my side, it it looks really nice out here. Yeah, you're protected it's over in your area. Yeah. So, but. Uh, it's a nice warm morning. I mean, everything up here is is uh, turned to gold and brown, just like you like your toast. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's 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 been hot, Mickey. I mean, it's it's been hot. You know, the lake uh, we're probably uh, I don't know twenty inches down. Uh, you know, and I mean, there's just not any any water. Uh, no. Coming out of Dallas, you know, I, I look there. A little earlier, you know, there might be somewhere between five and six uh, hundred cubic feet a second coming from Dallas this way, and and uh, they have they have got the release uh, down to oh I don't know uh, somewhere around fifteen hundred, a little over fifteen hundred cubic feet a second, you know. So it's just we're just kind of on idle up here. Uh, fishing's been good. Uh, I've still uh, this week I've seen some. Uh, Nice white bass come in. I mean, I've seen what I've seen white bass come in and red red fishermen come in. So, you know, you yeah. put that to it. Nice together. and sunburn. <laughs> nice and sunburn, crisp. You know, I mean, but uh, but uh, it's uh, fishing's been good. Uh, I've seen some good catfish come in this week, and uh, and and I've seen some uh, decent uh, black bass come in this week. I mean, not that they're sitting in the woods on fire on the black bass, but the catfish have been doing good, and, and the whites have been doing good. But, you know, most of the time, those whites, they like that hot weather. I mean, uh, they they uh, they run on hot weather, so you just kind of you just find the bait, and you should find the fish. And if you're right over the right structure and stuff, everything should be fine. But... But uh, it's been uh, just a hot week up here at uh, Livingston. I mean, we hadn't had a drop of rain at all. Uh, you know, the, <clears throat> we've been trying to water some of our trees and and, and all. But you know, I, I've, sometimes I think that's a losing battle. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, last year we had a lot of dead trees. Uh, uh, you could just drive down the highway and just see. Uh, I mean, nice big trees that was good and strong you thought you know but they just dried up and, and uh passed away but uh this year it's going to be the same thing if, if oh, not yeah. i'm not going to be worse mickey i mean uh they're showing uh nearly all of the week the temperatures uh, uh either the very high 80s or, or 100s you know uh, lower 100s and, and uh that's uh that's getting pretty warm it sure is it It'll try your air conditioner out for sure. It'll, it, yeah, it'll make a man or a boy out of it, one or the other. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they just don't stop running right now in this this heat. Oh, no, they don't. They're just they're just on and and uh, you just keep your finger crossed. They they hold together and don't go out. You know, I mean, that's a, a lot of times that's a and that's an expensive fix. But yeah, and that meter at the, for the light company don't stop oh. uh, recording and running either. I mean, the other, the other light company, they got a smile on their face. And, you know, water, water company, you know, they're 
they're about a lot of them about to run out of water, you know, or put think about water ration or something, you know, people water in their yards and you know, but you know, we're in a, just a we're in a really a bad bad situation. But you know, uh, if you look around the if you look around the world, it could be a lot worse. Man. It could be a, we're not bad yet compared to a lot of people. I mean, you know, like down there, I, I saw that little old caption on that fire down in Hawaii. You know, they Isn't that terrible? That's just un- uh-huh. it, and it happened yeah. so quick. Quick, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, now that's that's bad. I mean, it really is. I mean, that's terrible. So, but there's a lot of a lot of devastation going on around us. I mean, you know, um, the, I think the weather patterns maybe change a little bit. You know, and everything else so so you know it just it is what it is and and uh you know and i think uh you know it's been a little bit quiet during the week uh here this weekend i think it'll be a quiet uh uh quiet weekend here i mean you know one the weather and then two i think schools are cranking up starting and everything else you know and uh you know, normally when when school starts, the the party's just about over. And of course, you know we've got deer season. I I hadn't heard a lot of guys talking about mowing mowing uh, their, their deer leases or anything. But you know, I know that's coming out, and, and I know I know they're starting to put out uh, deer corn and stuff. You know, you see it around town here. <coughs> you know, uh, uh, sitting on pallets and stuff. So they're getting ready. Getting things ready for that so you know maybe we'll get on down into a little bit cooler weather uh, here uh, uh, it's not going to be soon it's going to be another month or two i think and Mickey, i'm not sure what's that on, on uh, another month or two on what before we get into a little cooler weather oh hey boy yeah. don't don't make me stick my neck out like this. Maybe we'll have an early fall after this kind of summer, but uh, yeah. usually I don't get excited till I see November coming. You know, then I know November. That, yeah, you know, but, uh, I've uh, I've seen uh, some really hot Octobers over the years and some just scorcher oh, Septembers. Yeah. Uh, oh, Mickey, when I'm saying cooling off, I just wanted to take ten or fifteen degrees off of that one hundred mark. You know, <laughs> I mean. Hey, you know, after hitting 100 every day, when it's starting, you know, you're getting a low ni- low to mid-90s, it feels good. That, that's, it really does. That's when you know I mean, your season to it. <laughs> you can tell the difference. I know a long time ago, you know, the first uh, winter we was up here in East Texas, which was a lot of years ago, I mean, uh, right at Thanksgiving, you know, we came out of the panhandle, and my gosh, the panhandle heck can have some brutal winter, winter weather. Oh, yeah, up it gets nasty up there, buddy. But I can tell you what, Mickey, I've never been so cold as I was that first Thanksgiving. It was damp. It, it was cold and damp. You know what I mean? We just got cold up in the panel, but we didn't have the damp to go with us. Yeah, you get that dampness and humidity in with that cold weather, and oh, it'll freeze yeah. you the bone. I think we, we was above freezing, but but we had a little wind with it, and it was damp, and, I mean, it just cuts you like a knife, you know I mean? Oh, yeah. It, it was in fact, I think all we had here in the store, I think we had a fish fryer for heat. And all that was about it. <laughs> it, it. It was pretty much rough in it. But we made it fine. We sure did. But uh, uh, it was, I know it was really, really pretty cold. I mean, 
but uh, but anyway, it'll uh, you know as we all know, you know, I mean, if you don't like it now, just wait a day or two. It'll it'll change, you know. But uh, but fishing is fishing and thing. Fishing has been pretty good. Uh, traffic has been really low. Uh, you know, there's just not a lot of traffic on the lake, and and uh, uh, you know, and you can kind of understand why with the, with the weather the way it is. And, you know, it's not good. And, and, and you know, and, uh, uh, people say, oh, no, Livingston, it's low. We don't go there. You know, we're getting, we'll run over a stump or something, you know. But if you think about it, uh, right now is a good time to learn that lake. I it mean, is. You know, and that's what we do here on the coast when we in the wintertime. Right. We get those super low tides after a hard northwester uh-huh, uh-huh. or whatever. Go out mm-hmm. and, uh, hey. Yep. You can learn a lot yeah. looking at uh, structure you never even knew was was there, you know. Right. You know, once you see it, you don't forget it at all. And, but, you know, like Livingston, for me, Livingston is really pretty simple. But but I go all over Livingston. I ne- you know, you can look at any prop I got on any of my boats. They're, they're not beat up or nothing. But I do it a little bit different. I'll run the channels. And, and there's channels all over this, this lake that'll get you up and down it, and then they're going to run, you know, at normal pool, you know, uh, 30, 28-plus uh, uh, feet of water going down the channel. And there's not a tree sticking up in any of the channels that I'm aware of. So right. if, you, if you just run the channels down to where you're going, and then you say, well, I want, I need to, up here I'm going to turn to the left, and I'm going to fish over, uh, over there maybe two, 300 yards, wherever, you know. You just slow that boat down and turn your turn your uh, a GPS on, and then you just go right over to that waypoint right over yonder. But you just take a little caution, and, right. and you know you don't have any trouble. But if you just close your eyes and go across Livingston and think it's going to be all right, you're in for a big repair bill. <laughs> no. You are sure. It, uh, it is. And that's the biggest mistake a lot of people make when they're running a boat operating. And they're not really paying attention. They're not watching the water and and. You, gotta, you know, they you too many distractions. Everybody's gotta. looking at their machines or their phone, or you know, uh, you know what I'm uh, talking about. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to read that water. Read that <laughs> water. Read watch it water. closely. You sure do, you know what I mean. But you know, and then you know, you'll see things on Livingston. Uh, uh, you know, with the lake lower like this, and and you just need to make a mental note of that. And the next time you're through there, you know, a lot of people. Uh, they they try to mark stumps, but I guarantee if you mark if you marked every stump, it just black your screen out. You know, I mean, you, you can't uh, you can't quite mark that many. So, you know, it just and I and on these GPS, you know, and I've suggested it to, to people. You know, I don't myself. I don't I don't do it. I don't need it. But but. If you're not familiar with Livingston, if you go from if 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 you if you happen to go from here to the dam down yonder and you don't hit anything, if if you'd have hit that GPS and just made you a track or a trail and saved it, you can go that way every time. I mean, as long as you stay on that track or a trail, you're you're gonna miss it. Exactly. Now, I mean, now the water may fluctuate a little bit, so there may be a little bit of difference there, but. But I've set a lot of uh, people's GPS. You know, they'll come in here, and, and a, lot of, a lot of times they'll want to go down to Pine Island or or they'll want to go somewhere Pacific on the lake, you know. 
and and I'll just set them a a, a tracker, a trail on that boat, and uh, you know if they use it every time, they'll never have any trouble. I mean, if they sure won't. It'll just go. They'll go right on down and all. But it's uh, they're real easy to use. I mean, uh, but you know, I one thing I, I will tell people, you know, if you want me to set a tracker, a trail on your boat, I said you got to you got to operate the. GPS. I hadn't got enough brain capacity to figure out how to run every one of them, so I don't, <laughs> I, I'm doing good just to do what I have, you know. But uh, you know, and um, you know, and it's just like uh, you know, they got so much technology anymore. I mean, but but uh, you know, uh, if you're real comfortable with what you have and you do good with it. I wouldn't change it for nothing, you know. I mean, I've had a couple old hummingbirds, Mickey, that's older than I am, but I knew exactly what they was telling me when they when that screen came on, you know, and I felt really right. good with those. But it, you know, everybody now they they're running those live scopes and, and stuff like that, which I know they're real real nice. Uh, oh, they are real. Uh, but uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, unless you just got a lot of money or you have a direct purpose, you know, I mean, you're looking well, I, for Yeah, that's, that's the deal. It's, it's very expensive. And, you know, if I fish freshwater, I, well, I would probably, uh, have one for sure. But, uh, for what yeah. I do here, it's, uh, you know, the way my fishing habits and everything are, I just don't, it's not feasible. Well, well you know, anyway. I don't, not for that amount of money. I yeah. I don't, I don't have one. And, uh, uh, you know, it was a little bit crazy, you know, but I told one guy one time, I said, you know, I probably caught more fish off a $100 hummingbird than you'll ever catch off that live scope. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, you, uh, you know, you just, uh, you know, I kind of grew up like, like, you know, you'd triangulate, you know, here on, you'd look between mm-hmm. two waypoints and stuff, and you'd try to get to a, try to get to a waypoint there, you know, and then, and then one day, uh, Loran came in, and, and I got a Lorance. And, and uh, you know, you have to be a little bit careful with the Lorance. You know, I mean, they work great if, if you're if you're uh, going slow. Uh, they'll take you in a straight line. But but if you got it running any speed at all, you know, they're going to shoot, shoot you in the curvature of the earth. But they they will get you there. I mean, they'll, they'll get you right on top of that waypoint. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Punch it in, it'll, uh, it'll take you right to it. It'll take you to it, and then and then I went, I used one of those for a lot of years, and then then I got me a, a Lowrance a GPS, and, man, I thought that was a cat's whiskers. I mean, you could just, you could run that boat wide open down through there, and that's something I'm going to follow it all the way, you know. And, uh, they were nice. They were nice, you know. And I used to like that uh, 350A. And of course, they're nothing like what they have today. I mean, uh, you know, today they, you know, they're whatever, whatever you, uh, you know, they're just like, uh, it's like the first uh, pocket calculator I ever bought. You know, back in the <laughs> late sixties, early and I paid thirty-five dollars for a pocket calculator that 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 they'll, you can buy a three-dollar pocket calculator and it'd do more than that one would then. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I mean, things have come a long way, and a lot of times it's kind of it's kind of left me behind. In fact, if you really want to know something about your phone, just stop one of them kids and uh, 
and I don't mean a big kid, I mean a little kid. They can they can figure that phone out quicker than you. Quicker than or you or your electronics on your boat, it doesn't matter. They they know what to do. They got it down. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I've got I got the first. Uh, oh God, it was quite a few years ago. Uh, first, uh, uh, I changed uh, 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 ranches on my. Uh, uh, boat and uh, and I've been reading the books and and I always kind of got confused on any of the instructions yeah. Rand gave me. It's like you start off reading on page two and they, you skip to page forty four or something like that. Right. But I was having, I was having a problem doing that and my son come in, you know, and, and that's all he does is mess with computers and stuff. And I said, Cody, can can you uh, can you transfer all my numbers? And, he said, "Well, let me see your book." And and uh, you know, he looked at the book for about less under ten minutes. And he uh, yep. He said, "Well, I'm ready if you're ready." That's it. Download it. it. Put plug her in, baby. All right. Well, I yep. got to run, Harry. Somebody right, wants to call you up there. Give them a number, man. Uh, that number here at Penwa is nine three six nine six seven four seven five two. Everybody use some sunscreen. <laughs> All right. Beat the heat. Have All right, buddy. Thank you, Harry. See you. All right, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back in the morning, bright and early, 4 a.m., right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.